Welcome to the Raising Real Estate Standards Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Mark Mann. Welcome back to Raising Real Estate Standards. Uh, um, we're coming into a, uh, um, a changing market. Um, and uh, I mean that not just in the real estate sense, just in a, um, an entire global economy and, you know, especially in the United States. We've got a, uh, some financial um, changes and challenges going on. And then today, we really want to dig deep into that. Um, not a lot of people are, you know, there's a lot of talk about it, but not a lot what you can do to prepare for it and, and how these changes are going to affect you personally. Yeah, so uh, some of the stats that have come out recently, um, uh, just just probably about a week ago, uh, the Case-Shiller Index came out um, 20% increase year over year. What that means is the appreciation in home values has gone up 20% since this was the February number since February of of the previous year, um, that's a lot. You know, you've seen this 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 huge increase in values, and then let's let's think about what's going on in the mortgage market too. You've seen a, a, an increase in mortgage rates of probably double in the last three months, which has just uh, you know led to this low home affordability right now, and and. Few pe- fewer people can purchase, so that's the demand in the market. You're starting to see uh, uh, slow down a bit. Absolutely. I mean, you know, in in talking with a number of agents around um, our area, it's we're feeling it in in multiple different ways. Um, you know, prior to the you know the adjustment in mortgage rates, and you know, as as we really start to see inflation numbers come out and tick up, um, you know, we were we were experiencing a, um, uh, you know, a, a situation where the, the struggles were buyers are unable to buy properties and they were getting desperate and, and, and it was just, it was a struggle for buyers agents. And we're still not like that's gone away. Um, we've just added another little complexity is okay. Not only is it, um, there's, there's still lower inventory out there, low inventory. Um, a lot of these, um, people that got qualified two months ago, one month ago, um, may not qualify for what they're out looking for. Yeah, I mean, let's let's go back and look at the numbers. So um, again, twenty percent appreciation, you know, essentially doubling in mortgage rates. Uh, a four hundred thousand dollar home in February of uh, twenty twenty one uh, is now costing uh, four hundred eighty thousand. That's your twenty percent increase. But the big thing is, is the mortgage on that four hundred thousand dollar home in twenty twenty one was eighteen hundred dollars. Whereas the the mortgage on it now is roughly about twenty eight hundred dollars, so you're seeing an increase of of all about a thousand dollars just there on a monthly payment standpoint. Absolutely. So so the just I mean as we have all that have been in the business for a while, home affordability is just in in the crosshairs. I mean it's just it, it is it is difficult um, for you know your your quintessential middle income first time home buyers to get into a property but as things are going on those that don't aren't sitting on a pile of cash ready to you know make offer you know make big offers with cash um, they're struggling as well you know even in the upper middle income and, and upper income just because they've been now priced out because the affordability of those mortgages yep here's some good news some good news is this and I heard this this morning so according to realtor.com 
uh, housing supply is set to increase year over year for April for the first time in three years. So these are some of the changes that you're seeing in the market. These are the things that we've been asking for for a while. So, you know, back when we were, we first started talking and it was like we're in a low inventory and buyers are desperate. There's no, you know, for God's sakes, I was talking to someone that works out of the Seattle market and there was like 25 houses in, for sale in Seattle. That's that's mind-boggling. So the number of people that are looking to purchase those properties um, in any market, suburban, urban market, um, it, it was 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 just difficult. There just was not enough homes. And we heard it constantly. We need more inventory. We need more inventory. Well, the solution to more inventory, there's a lot of different solutions. It's not one way. We all kept hearing builders need to build more houses. You know, there's so, something's got to happen. Well, guess what? One of the things that's happening is – the change in, uh, you know, the economic environment that we're working in, which is going to inherently cause a number of people to withdraw from the purchase market. So you're going to have, you know, less demand, um, which is inevitably going to help the supply side as well. True. Absolutely. So, so let's look at this from uh, a real estate agent standpoint. So so we've got these changes going on in the market. Um, We have the most real estate agents in the history, one point six million realtors, yeah, and it, double that for licensed agents. So exa- probably around three million, a little over three million. Exactly. So, so the way that I'm looking at, it, the way that I'm telling people is, is I don't believe the pie, the market itself, is going to shrink. I think what you're going to see is the slices of the pie uh, are going to increase, which means. Those out there who are in this business full-time, professionally, this is their business, you're going to see it get back to kind of the way it used to be, and their market share is going to increase where you're going to see some of the the market share of the, um, for lack of a better term, the fly-by-nights, they're going to start to decrease a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's, you know, there's a major opportunity here. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of negative <clears throat> or what can be perceived as negative in, in what you're talking about, Brian. Um, but there is an opportunity in every market. And for those that are prepared or are preparing or are willing to prepare, um, there is a major opportunity for you to gobble up market share, which means you're going to do probably – if you do it right, you can do more business – than you did in previous markets where, you know, let's just be honest, for the longest time, you know, you heard people say, God, business is great. We're doing so much more business. This was a record-setting year. Well, that was true for a lot of people, not just a select few. There were a lot of people, majority of people, doing their best years in the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. And now things are going to adjust, and there's going to be a, a, a resetting of, of how business is done and, and the ability to obtain business. It's not going to come knock on your door and sit in your, and, and sit in your office and say, hey, I want to buy something or I'm going to sell something, and you just all you have to do is write it up and move on. No, it's going to take some work, and you got to be prepared for it. Yeah, it's, you're really going to have to be. You're going to have to be that uh, uh, professional in this business. I love uh, one of uh, Brian Buffini's sayings. He said it back in the during the last <laughs> downturn, but um, it was great. He goes, you know, during this time, everybody was super busy. Everybody had a lot going on. Everybody was successful. Well, 
a turkey can fly in a hurricane. And, and the whole concept of that is, you know, if the wind's blowing, if the wave's going, everybody can catch the wave. But it's when it gets back to kind of that normalcy and when it's going to become more difficult. Absolutely. So those turkeys that were out flying in a hurricane um, um, or those real estate agents that, um, you know, just set back and just let the business happen to them versus going out there and being intentional about the business, I would argue are probably not going to be in a a great position in the next, you know, six months. As a matter of fact, I would say those are the same folks that are – that are having tough feelings, the, the uneasy feelings about the market today. They don't even know that they're in for a rough road because they're just letting it happen to them. Um, it's going to be those that really dig in deep and uh, are intentional about their business um, and can put forth the, the strategies to execute to grow their business. Um, and, you know, in this time, you know, of there's going to be a separation between real estate agents, we're all real estate agents, and real estate professionals, just like you said. And those real estate professionals that are uh, systematic and are um, intentional about what they're doing are going to are going to flourish. So what are some of the things that somebody can do intentionally that can, you know, what's, what's something that somebody does to separate themselves from the quintessential real estate agent to that professional you mentioned? First and foremost, number one is having a past client sphere of influence Mm -hmm. system, period, punctuation, the end. Um, And a lot of people that are in this business, a lot of the turkeys that are in this business Uh, feel that they do have that or feel that they do business by referral. Well, anybody, is if if you're a good person, is going to get referrals. There's a difference between getting a referral and working by referral Mm -hmm. and working intentionally to to garner those referrals. Um, And so it's going to be hyper important that you are um, defending, in a previous podcast, one of the Ds that you went through, defending your database, um, that, that you have those systems in place. F- to have a highly effective system, you need to be touching your past clients at a bare minimum 36 times a year. And I'm, what I mean by that is not just, you know, one way. It's not just, uh, um, you know, it's not just sending out a, a mailer or or sending out an email. It's multitudes away, and you have to touch them, and you have to have it systemized because business is going to happen in between. And uh, so as you're setting up those past client systems and you have it intentional about it, that's where the gold is, and that's where you're going to flourish. Yeah, and I would add to that, you know, it's it's um, you're more than a salesperson. These people, your sphere of influence are are – are your people, and you add value, and you make deposits into them that have zero to do with you collecting a commission check. This is you adding value to this person. This is you helping this person for no other reason than, you know, you want to help this person. That's where the referrals come from. That's when somebody becomes an advocate for you and your business. No question. You know, it, we've, it goes down to that whole know, like, and trust. Um, and, you know, first of all, they have to know – that you exist. So staying in contact and um, and making sure that they know you're still in the business. They have to like you. They have to, you know, feel a connection there that's beyond the real estate. Uh, they have to trust you and they have to trust that you're going to be competent and you're going to be good at what you do. Um, and 
Um, you know, those three key items come back to the overarching piece of it, which is care. Mm-hmm. They have to know that you care about them. And do you care about them more than just a real estate, a, a house or a, a, a condo or whatever that they're purchasing? You got, you, your care has to extend well beyond the physical things that they're buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked a little bit about the good, the bad of, of, of what's coming and what's going on right now. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the ugly. And, and Mark, you've been real passionate about this, but you talked about, um, or you have talked about the um, um, the people that are going to be scratching and clawing who aren't prepared for this. You're, you know, t- you smell t- it. Yeah, you smell yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. smell of desperation. Desperation. It is, and it is, you know, for the past Four months, the desperate folks have been our buyers, and you, you know, they were desperate to buy a house. Well, that 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 shift, that desperation shift, is getting ready to happen in the ranks of real estate agents, um, because it's going to be harder to get deals and and be participating in the market. You're going to find a lot of these people that don't know how or what to do because. They really couldn't tell you what they did to get the business that they had over the past two or three years. If you sat down and asked someone who was really successful, um, there's a good percentage of those folks that really don't know what they did to be successful other than they had a real estate license. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what's going to happen is as as the market is evolving, um, those folks that don't know how they obtain those folks aren't really – actively and intentionally doing anything and so they're going to get desperate and they're going to and in that desperation becomes comes bad decisions comes bad attitudes comes uh uh trying to cut corners um and and it's important and this is where the opportunity lies and this is where those that are professional real estate agents are going to stand above because when someone is desperate it's like they're wearing a scarlet letter when they walk around. You can see it, the, the desperation in, in, in them. Um, and clients and, and the consumers can see it, and thus it's going to be even harder for them. It's a self-fulfilling uh, situation that it's going to be even harder for them to obtain clients. But us as professionals have to know that that exists. Mm-hmm. We have to know that it's going to be out there, and we have to know that we're going to have to deal with it. We can complain about it. We can come in, and, and, and as, as, a, as a managing broker, I have agents that come in and complain about so-and-so on the other side. It happens all the time. But more importantly is how we deal with it. How do we um, um, combat um, and prepare ourselves to react and react in a positive way to those that are in a, a desperate situation. And you have to feel for those people on the other side. You have to understand that it's, it's out of uh, um, self-survival. Um, and it, it just, it is what it, you know, I hate to say that term, but it is what it is. And so how you react to those situations is going to be hypercritical in your advancing your career. So knowing that, that, uh, the, that someone on the other side is going to do something to cut corners to make a deal work in the guise of it's for my client when in actuality it's for my commission when you really dig deep. Yeah, and I, and being in the business for almost 20 years now, we've seen one of the one of the things that it takes for a real estate professional to maintain their business is to understand that those of us 
in the industry are all on the same team. That's right. If you come at it that you're going against someone else or I need to protect my client from X, Y, or Z, and you're really, it's not really doing anything to protect your client. You're just being a bully in a situation. That's the fastest way to end your business in, in, in this industry because we all, we all cooperate with one another. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, our relationship with our fellow brokers um, in a in uh, the fast paced market that we've experienced over the last couple of years, um, while it is it is important, it wasn't nearly as important because um, you know things were just moving fast. As the market adjusts, your relationship with your other brokers and how you have treated them over the past three years is gonna you know resurrect itself. You know, you're gonna feel if 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 you ran your business as the bully, as the, the you know, uh, coming in with a sledgehammer um, and just, you know, tearing stuff apart, um, the market's going to know. The market, the market knows. The market, you know, and, and your clients are going to suffer because of past actions. And so it's super important to, to acknowledge that, you know, everybody is, has their different struggles. And if you can um, approach it with kindness approach it with uh, a sense of humility um, and, and a, a sense of understand trying to understand where the person from the other side is coming from it's not only going to benefit you it'll make your business long term and that's to be honest that's what it all comes down to long term business but it's going to benefit your clients in the short term as well because the other side is going to be more apt to cooperate uh, in those tough situations yeah let's talk about um, what's to come um, we've already started hearing from some agents, hey, I'm busy, I'm busy. I've got a, I've got a lot of listings getting ready to come on the market. Um, I heard a guy say um, just recently, and he was talking about the economic market in general, thinking, you know, are we going into a recession? Are we not? But what he said was during these downturns, the seeds are, are sown of recovery. And that's the most important thing to understand is sunshine and and flowers are coming, um, and and we're already starting to see some of this. Absolutely, and, and kind of take a step back, um, and you know, as investors, and if you think of think of this as is in the investing world, um, if you're preparing yourself for. I don't, and I don't want to call it a downturn because you know downturn indicates prices are going to decrease. Right. I don't, I don't think prices decrease. I just think the amount of business is is going to be done by less people, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, however, during times of shift and times of of, of contraction, um, is when those that are preparing end up profiting the most. If you're in a position to be able to take advantage of a changing market, you are going to be the one that benefits and benefits a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, as you know, conversations that we're having with our, with our agents, kind of break it down. Okay. So what, what can we do at work? What can a real estate agent do right now? First and foremost, get your past client sphere of influence system in place. And these are things that need to be able to happen without you having to do everything. This isn't, oh, I've got to go do 10 different things and I don't have time because I'm doing no. A system is, is set up so that you don't have to worry about thinking about it. Um, and yes, you can put love and kindness and care to, to build the know, like, and trust in a system 
that is is natural and is not um, doesn't feel like a, a uh, an unnatural drip. So a drip campaign or something that's just not you know. Uh, the right word personal is, yeah not personal yeah. so you can build these systems that are super personal but doesn't really require you to have to do something you know every single day um, so building that out is going to be key making sure those uh, a plus clients these are the people that not only know like and trust you but are your advocates and are out there talking about you on a daily basis you need to be double downing on these folks you need to be in their world once a month, at least, you probably need to be taking them out to, to lunch um, and, and really digging. Because guess what? They're also somebody else's yep. A client. Yeah, if you're not, somebody else is. That's right. So, the, you know, digging into that um, and then, um, you know, practicing kindness, um, building that into your business. Um, and then, you know, let's go to work. I mean, you know, we were at a, at a, at a meeting the other day and they said, what can we do? You know, you know, we, we have three resources as real estate agents. We have time and money. Um, and as you're, if you're doing less business, you have more time, more time to lead generate, more time to be intentional about what you're doing. Um, if you're super, super busy and you, and, and, and you're, you're experiencing those massive influx of, of listings and you're, you're having to uh, service existing active clients, well, then you need to leverage other things to be able to include lead generation uh, in your day. Mm-hmm. So those are important things that I, I say we, we that need to be doubled down. Yeah, I would, you know, here's the thing. If there's nothing else you can take from this podcast, right now is the time to, if you're, right now is the time to be a professional. Yep. Period. Get out there, do the stuff you need to be doing because that's going to, basically lead to the, the the future success of your business. And I would also say this, if during this time frame, it's time for you to sit down and talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's time for you, if you did it six months ago, guess what? You need to do it again. You need to sit down and talk to your mentor, talk to someone who has a, a, a different perspective of, of what's going on than you. Because um, I would say you're you know, there's a lot of people who are going to get in their own way, and if they just had it, took a moment to to sit down, unload their fears, unload their their trepidations out there, um, and then hear and listen to someone that is not in their day to day, they're going to have that aha moment that's going to change their trajectory over the next six months. Absolutely. Well, guys, get out there and do it. Become that professional, and uh, let's make a difference. You've just listened to another episode of the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. If you've benefited from what you've heard, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this episode. You can contact us at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, email us at info at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, and you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the heading of Raising Real Estate Standards.